0: You have to have the courage to start building a great relationship with yourself. Building a relationship with the one you see in the mirror is from from my side, the first step.
1: Everyone talks about the need to be more authentic, but what does that really mean? And how can leaders be more authentic while still being professional? Hi, I'm Jane Singer, and thank you for taking the time out of your day to join me. As ever, it's lovely to have you here as part of our global community that now spans 93 countries. I hope that you're enjoying learning from the many truly outstanding industry leaders, entrepreneurs, and authors who were guests on the show, and that like me, you always gain some new insights, understanding, and maybe even some inspiration. According to Bert Onemuller, 2022 is the year of the whole heart and that includes taking a more heart-centered approach to what we do, including leadership. In this episode, Bert talks about what a value-based business looks like, why leaders need to be able to lead themselves before they can effectively lead a team, and why successful leaders are like gardeners. Before we get started, If you want an easy-to-read, straightforward view of key shifts and developments in Asian supply chains without reading through endless amounts of bloated text and overly complicated graphs, if you're tired of wasting time trying to piece together the overwhelming amount of information online or in reports, and you just want someone to make it simple, then the current situation could change everything for you. These concise summaries of key news and information help international sourcing execs beat information overwhelm and reclaim their time and their inboxes. You can learn more at TheCurrentSituation.net. That's TheCurrentSituation.net. I'll leave a link in the show notes and also on our podcast website. Now, let's hear what Bert has to say about leading from the heart. I think that so much of what you focus on is really in line with a lot of the different people who I've been talking to lately. And Everyone is coming at it, but from a little different angle. And I like the fact that when we talked before, you had said that this year, right, 2022, is the year of the whole heart. So maybe you want to just explain a little bit about what you see and how you think that's going to be impacting companies.
0: This year, Jane, is the year of the whole heart. It's just a. Uh little crazy idea of Bert, because <laughs> I believe this is what we need. Right. You need, I think we have to leave our head and open our hearts a little bit. And this is not only a romantic talk. When I can share my idea a little bit deeper, I would like to say, this is a little bit my personal uh, motivator, if I can call it this way. I, I, I really try to do everything I do, especially in this year with my whole heart, or I don't do it at all. This is my little guideline for the year, and this is what I would love to share with with all of our beautiful audience.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really important message. And also, like you said, we're heading into a year that, as you're sharing, would be more focused on the human side of things.
0: Humanity, in my eyes, is the ultimate precondition for any success, especially in in business, but also in life. And when I talk about humanity, for me, it is not only a romantic concept. I have spent the last 10 or 12 years trying to better understand the insights from neuroscientists, from evolutionary biologists, and even from the people from from the positive psychology. Everything I could learn gives me an idea that we have to have a better understanding who we are as human beings. Why do we think the way we think? Why do we feel the way we feel? And why people behave the way uh, they behave? Once we have a better understanding about human beings, we can bring more humanity into the world.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really important concept. And if you translate that into how you could apply that to business, I know you had touched upon what you refer to as a value-based business. What would that look like?
0: My big mission is the Decade of Humanity. And this is my approach mainly to the business world. The Decade of Humanity is a vision about a world where people really like what they do but even crazier, it's a vision about a world where companies, organizations become role models for the society. How can I become a role model if I'm not value-based?
1: Right. And I
0: think this is what I see in business. We talk a lot about strategies. We talk a lot about challenges, opportunities. But what I really see in 90% of the cases when we have an issue in business it's always culture. And culture is nothing else than values. We don't have a clear understanding about the values. You know, there is some something written on the wall, but do we live accordingly to our values? Right. Are the values clear between us, if I can say that within the management or within the team? How can a society exist, maintain, and, and develop? Itself, if we don't have a clear understanding about the values. So I think the value based, the values, the roots is the most crucial and most essential part for future business success.
1: I think that's such an important point. Because I think that in in many cases, perhaps over the last decade or or maybe even two decades, we've sort of strayed away, right, from those core values. So it's interesting to see that yourself, as well as many other thought leaders, are talking about the need to sort of return to these kind of basic values and and get back to that level of integrity and and what's our mission and how does that serve people. I, I think it's very interesting that you point that out. Um, you, had, you had talked in one of our previous conversations about what you call neuromarketing. How does that work?
0: <laughs> neuromarketing really is a combination between the word neuro and the word marketing, right? And this is my explanation. When I talk about neuro, I think it means getting or having a better understanding about human beings. Why do people behave different? You know, if you ask people, they, they say, I do this and I do that. But if you observe them how they really behave, often we see there is uh, probably the opposite. And what, what I think what we need is a better understanding, once again, for how uh, people make decisions. And marketing is our, our science of doing business. Marketing means trying to have a better understanding of my potential customer. And therefore, I believe neuromarketing can really deliver uh, beautiful new insights in order to better understand consumer decisions, for instance, understanding that we are much more emotional creatures than the rational beings. So we are much more feeling machines than thinking machines. And this is very relevant for marketing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because...
0: It's because how can I apply proper marketing if I'm not able to really understand the human being? And once again, I would like to say business has always to do with people. Right. Even in the digital world. And the quality of business depends on the quality of your relations. And the most important relation, and this is what I learned also in neuro, is the relation you have with yourself.
1: That's interesting.
0: So how can I, for instance, when I think about business, how can I lead somebody if I'm not able to lead myself because I don't know who I am? You know, I meet so many very successful managers and leaders. They tell me, Bert, I'm so super successful and I achieve a lot of things. But can I say something very honest, very private? I'm totally unhappy. Oh, and and a lot of people, you know, they change life for money. They change life for the career, but on the way to the top, if I can say that, they sometimes lose themselves. And and once again, when I think about this idea of humanity, I would like to inspire people. I would like to to remember people who they are, truly are. And and what I learned in in leadership and business is. You only can give away what you have. Right. So first and foremost, once again, leadership means self-leadership. And humanity means not only understanding a human being, but also understanding oneself.
1: Yeah, I think that's something that more people are becoming aware of. And it's difficult for many, right, to decouple from the notion that success is only defined in terms of what you might call for lack for in financial terms for lack of a better way to put it right that if you're not making a ton of money that if you don't have a very big position in a big company there then you are less successful than somebody else who does and i think what you're pointing out is important that sometimes the greatest success is to be comfortable with who you are to be your best self
0: (laughs) Yeah, I would go even one step further, and I would say success is always a consequence of something else. Right. So uh, I think once you, uh, when I grew up in, in, in the business world, you know, they, they, they told me, Bert, you have to be successful in order to be happy. Right. And I spent 40 years in doing that, and I became uh, a a quite successful entrepreneur and I made a lot of money and, and, and I thought now it's the time to be happy, but <laughs> there was no happiness. There was no happiness. It's false. It's not true. I would make, I would like to make a bold statement. The absolute precondition for success. First, you have to bring yourself into the right emotional state. First, you have to find out who you are, what right. is your calling? And then, Success will follow, but we don't believe that. And, you know, we didn't learn that. And I I believe, and this is what I learned from biologists, everybody is somebody. Everybody is unique. Everybody has something nobody else has. And therefore, I think it is damn time to wake up and to start the journey of self-discovery and trust in, in oneself and then Everything unfolds in a very, how can I say that, in a very, uh, in a very harmonious way. Yeah. Leadership, in my eyes, is great. Leadership is like being a great gardener. You know, a great gardener has an idea: what kind of garden do I want to have, and what do, what do I have to do in order to make my plants grow. This is what I think what we need is different. And first of all, first and foremost, find out what kind of plant are you? What do you need to grow?
1: Yeah, I think that's quite interesting. I mean, like you're saying, for so long, people have been educated to define success in other terms. And now to be able to step back and think about it from that point of view, more from a point of how do I feel fulfilled as a person? And then how can I turn around and work with the people who work for me and and help them feel a bit more fulfilled is an interesting perspective. It's something that's quite new, but I, I think that it's something that's important to consider.
0: Anybody in your team is somebody's daughter or somebody's son, right? obviously. But when they are in your team, these people are your children even if they have totally different demographics, even if they are older or whatever. Can, and, and ask yourself, what, what do children really need in order to grow? And everybody says, children want to be seen, children want to be loved, children want to grow, children want to be heard etc cetera, etc cetera. and exactly the same expectations have the people in your team your business children and this is something which is also probably a little bit strange when we talk about uh, you know it i was overwhelmed as a young entrepreneur with the fact that my team has expectations on on myself which i couldn't handle because i didn't understand it's not it's not only the salary It's these other emotional needs which have to be fulfilled in order to unlock the potential of the team and the individuals.
1: Yeah, I think that's quite important. And I'm not sure that people who are in leadership roles have have the training, right? I mean, I think it's something that's relatively new to be training people to lead from that point of view.
0: I agree again, this comparison, I, I didn't get a manual how to become a good father, and I did not get a manual how to become a good leader. We did it with all our best intentions, but uh, sometimes uh, we don't know what, what what's really going on. And therefore, I say it makes a lot of sense to think about this idea of humanity. A better We need to have a better understanding about us as human beings. What do we really need Why do we behave the way we behave? We have to become aware about that. We talk a lot about mindset, but I would like to add the mindset is not sufficient. What we need is not only a great mindset, what we need is a great heart set. And this is what I call leadership from the heart. It's not once again a romantic idea.
1: Now, if if people are running a business and they're saying, gee, I think what Bert's saying makes a lot of sense, I understand the concept. I embrace the concept. But now I need an action plan. What would be step one?
0: <laughs> if it would be a sales, uh, if I could make a little bit of an advertisement, I would say it's very easy. Just read the book Lead, Speak, Inspire from Bert Unemüller and you have a clear <laughs> manual what to do. But I, I don't want to sell anything. What I want to say is you have to have the courage to start with a woman or with a man in the mirror. You have to have the courage to start building a great relationship with yourself. Building a relationship with the one you see in the mirror is, from, uh, from, from my side, the first step. Once you can do that, and this is very, very challenging, it needs a lot of courage, Once you do that, you become automatically a leader, not by your role, not by hierarchy, but by your behavior. People would follow you because they can feel your authenticity. They can feel that you really walk your talk, that you are congruent with what you say and how you behave. So this is what I would recommend. The Journey to Oneself. In order to, if you want to deliver anything to anybody, you have to have it. And therefore, you have to deliver it to yourself first. And this has nothing to do with egoism or egocentric. being egocentric. It is necessary. You have to be fulfilled in order to fulfill. You have to be inspired in order to inspire. This is my little proposal.
1: Yeah, I think that it's an interesting way to look at it, and you're right, but I think that for a lot of people, they don't know where to start because a lot of things sound interesting, but it's so difficult to understand how to get going on it. We need that roadmap, perhaps, for people to, at least for the initial people, to start to blaze that trail. So if people are interested in getting in touch with you, how can they find you?
0: My name is not very, very common, I would say. You can can find me within all social media on on my website. It's a bilingual website, bmo.de, and and, uh, you will find me on LinkedIn and all the channels. I I like to say without a goal, without a goal, every path might be the right one. So first of all, (laughs) ask yourself, where do I want to go? And mainly ask yourself, why do you want to go? Why? What is my purpose? What, is, what makes me really excited? When you want to have a manual, I would say there is an easy, there is a, something which sounds very easy. There is a navigational tool which is delivered by birth without extra cost. It's called EPS. Your emotional positioning system will guide you to your success do your destiny, do your calling. And uh, the compass of your EPS is not based on geographics. It works on the factor of joy. And Bert would like to say that where your joy is, and this is very, very individual, obviously, where the joy is, there is the truth. And behind the truth lies the success. This is what you have to do for sure so start little steps one little step at a time is all it needs and therefore i think this is an invitation this year is the opportunity you have your heart your inner voice already knows
1: yeah i think i think those are such good points well thank you so much bert it's really been a pleasure And I always feel so inspired after speaking with you. I'm sure that anyone listening to this will also feel the same. So thank you again. Thank you, Jane. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. And if you're feeling overwhelmed by the amount of industry information being dumped onto your desk or into your inbox, then take a look at The Current Situation, where supply chain execs get only the news they really need summarized so that they can reclaim their time and their inboxes. You can learn more at thecurrentsituation.net. That's thecurrentsituation.net. Before you go, don't forget to check out A Seat at the Table's website. You'll find all of the previous podcast episodes, other useful information, as well as how to contact us. You can find it at seatpodcast.net. I'll put links to this and all of the above in the show notes. That's all for now. I'm Jane Singer, and I'll see you in the next podcast episode.